Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 9th of October. It is Relationship Wednesday. Wednesdays are not normal Wednesdays anymore. They are Relationship Wednesday. So it's kind of an interesting um, topic today. Pretty crazy, I would say, about what makes a relationship perfect. Because I don't care what anybody says. When I talk to people and they're not dating someone, they have an image of who would be perfect for them. Because in their mind, thinking of who would be perfect or how perfect life would be if they just had this person or that person actually doesn't take into account that person. They don't think about, you know, what that person likes or wants or is or what kinds of things they do all day and how that will affect you. They just think that I love that person and I just want them and, All they see is how things work out their way. So once they do get into a relationship, that relationship feels intrusive because they're like, oh, I didn't sign on for that. Oh, I didn't sign on for that. Oh, my gosh. They love to bungee jump. I never want to bungee jump. It goes on and on. But there's so much more than a 3D relationship or a 2D If you were to say in a relationship, that would be like a 10-dimensional thing. A lifetime. To meet someone and commit a lifetime is a bigger deal today than it ever was. Ever. Because of the kinds of stresses that we have that exist, all the different matrices, just paying a darn bill and calling a company and going through a machine to get a person, if you can get a person, and to solve an issue is a day-long project. So anything else, we've got to have our mental stuff together and we've got to have our physical surroundings together to make things work, let alone adding another entire human being into our world. So the other day, I put up this post that says that there's no perfect relationship. They are loving relationships that work because of love. And then Eric Hillis said, Since you mentioned romance, I've been wondering if you could do a show or answer the question of what is it that causes people to have romantic feelings towards some and not towards others. Thank God for those romantic feelings or nobody would ever be together. And I know we know that. We just got lost on what romantic means. Because there's, there's like this three-pronged step 
to get to really realizing what romance means. The first one is how we were taught. The shiny car, the high heels, the beautiful dress, the sparkling earrings, the guy in a suit, and he opens your door, and there you go off in the car, and you're going to have dinner in some place that's extra special with candles lit all around. That's what we're sold. Then there's the reality that it's actually a feeling. They tried to dress up the feelings because that's what advertising does, right? They need to dress up our feelings so that we will chase them instead of realize that we have them. I want you to hear that one because in advertising, they do dress up our feelings so that we chase a feeling we already have. And sometimes... When people have been married for a while and they see a commercial like that, they're like, oh, wow, that's something I would like to feel or do. And never take away from the marriage that you have. Because the visions that start attaching themselves to what we were taught and dressed up feelings of romance start throwing ourselves into that picture and wanting to be that. And then we get to the truth. And the truth is, what works is actually really quiet. That vision that we were taught, and I, I, you know, working with people fascinates me because I just love how our minds are such a sponge. And there's people that are, you know, my age. I'm in my middle 50s, actually past middle 50s, I think. I'm 57, so whatever that is. But they are hooked on what we were taught. The car, the dress, the earrings, the dinner. They like to keep starting over and over and over again. Because they cannot get past what we were taught. The reality to them felt boring. But in truth, the reality is where the feelings are. The vision is void of feelings. That's a picture that somebody told us to walk into and then promised us we would be happy. But people don't don't meet that way and do that in real life. So if you're not getting that and then you feel disappointed, that's why. And when people start chasing a vision that isn't real, over time, they settle for the vision. But Eric's question isn't about that. He wants to know What causes people to have romantic feelings towards some and not towards others? That's a very deep question. Because romance, wanting to be with somebody, 
to spend your time to tell them who you are. Not so that you just have a new audience, because there's many people who only actually care about who you are and then try to tailor it into who they are, and then they try to tell you who you are and what's good for you and why, and that's control. That's suspicious. That's setting yourself up for guilt trips and being controlled. Because when people want to learn you, not know you, there's a difference. That is not romance. That's plugging in. But why do we feel romantic feelings for some people and not others? Because inside of us, we do know who would attract us. When we are confused, and there's a lot of confusion out there about what love means, Just what love means. And we don't need anything back from love. That's when we feel the romance. The romantic feelings. So you meet people. You meet a hundred people. You walk into a room. There's a hundred eligible people. How do you walk out after meeting all those people? Who do you remember? What did you feel? So I have to go back to something Christ says, that energy precedes words. There's a way in which somebody invites you in. It's a connection. We don't feel connected to everyone. Even somebody who may profess their love for you, if they do not know you, in your everyday life. And really they love your image, right? Like let's say you have a next door neighbor and you're like, God, I really just love that girl or guy. Well, I really hate how he kind of comes home late at night and his car is loud. And, you know, at least when I was younger and, and, you know, he has a new girlfriend every week or whatever. But you get to know that person. And then you say, you know what? He may not be right for me. But you had those feelings towards them. But let's take the romantic feelings even deeper. So you go to a place and there's 100 people in there. And there may be, let's say you're a man and you go in and there may be women who are attracted to you and they may want to show you how smart they are or, you know, people took a long time to get ready to go to this event and you get to talk to all of them. Why this girl and not that girl? Because there's a part of us that knows the real us. There's a part of us. And we may meet a person that nobody thought would be right for us, but why do we have those feelings towards them? Because that's something we cannot predict. 
or control. Romantic feelings. Our are our surprise in life. They're the complete opposite of what we were taught. It's like when you talk to that person, you are attracted to them. It may not even be something obvious, but something is connecting you to that person. Maybe it's just their simplicity and everybody else is dressed up and not that they're like the wallflower simplicity but just simple you may like a lot of makeup you may not like a lot but all of that goes away it may not even be a person that you would have thought you would ever be attracted to which is usually a surprise for people love does not come in a package romance does not come in a package. We cannot predict. That's why, you know, people, when they say, you know, you will meet someone and you'll know. Back in the day, they used to say that a lot more than now because now there's dating sites and pictures and different ways of meeting people. And I remember hearing that and going, well, maybe the way... The, the Muslim culture has it with the arranged marriages. It isn't so bad if this is what people have to do to find each other or meet each other. I remember when dating online first came out. And now, you know, there's the whole, there's a whole nuance of matrix that goes around online dating with catfishing and even on like Christian sites. And, you know, you see it every day. I, I hear about it, not every day, but close about somebody who's been scammed and all of that. So that's become kind of a parody or becoming a parody of itself. Even though I know people it worked for, I know a lot more that didn't. But it's just, it's an avenue. It's an outlet and it's a guide. But when you meet people face-to-face, why do you get that romantic feeling? Keep going back to it because it's so easy to slide in and out of the realities that we know or have been taught about how we meet each other. So now I'm going to take you back to something Christ taught me. And we've talked about this before, but there are people that we came here and we meet them at different times in our lives. And it's like before we come, we say, oh, I'm going to meet you in my life and we're going to teach each other this and this and this. And then you come in, you're born, all that's gone. And then one day you're at a bookstore, you're at Costco, you're at a tennis event, wherever you're at, like that. And you meet somebody and you get this feeling like, holy cow, why can I, like, not get this out of my way? How could I keep thinking about this? And you look back at the person, and you may know somebody who knows them. And then just by chance that night you meet, and you are not just attracted for the same reasons that were taught, but attracted. 
You want to know this person. You, you really want to know this person. Or you meet someone at work like that. Or your friends set you up with someone and you go for dinner and you can't stop discovering each other, talking to each other. You immediately feel physically attracted. But we've learned as we grow older to keep that at bay until we know what we're dealing with. But that happens. You are going to meet that person. That's one of the things you are going to do here. People you are going to be taught with. When when I meet someone and that happens, I always knew. And I would say to myself, I wonder if this is one of those meetings. Because sometimes we feel that and it just wakes us up and makes us feel like, oh, wow, I guess I am still interested in a relationship. And you may never see them again. But they woke up. That was their job. They, oh, you only needed them for that split second in life. There's others you get to know. There's others where life circumstances means you can't be together or it's not time. But the romantic feelings don't go away. The relationship may. Or it may not even have an opportunity to get started or yet to get started in your life. Sometimes you cross lines to explore those romantic feelings. But then you take yourself down a different road that might compromise you, the other person, or both of you, might hurt people around you, but the romantic feelings don't go away just because somebody told you you can't have them, either your situation or not. It could even be that you live in different continents, but you have romantic feelings for that person. Not the image of romantic feelings, like you never met them in person and you're doing an online thing. But real romantic feelings. And they're part of your growth, part of your your world, your life. And a lot of it starts with before you even got here. It's not predestination. But why do you feel connected towards some and not others? Because you have a common goal, common teaching. And the only way you will teach each other is through that attraction. A lot of times without the romantic feelings, you won't go the extra step with someone else if they asked you to jump through the same fire hoops that you are willing to for the romantic feelings. Because think about it, you know, we meet people and then we're like, you know, gosh, whatever it takes, I'm going to make this work. And I know people who've done whatever it takes. When they say what does love got to do with it, it has everything to do with it. 
even if those feelings that you feel you think are love in the beginning and their curiosity, they will become love. If during the romantic period, the two of you can figure out how to make things work. But the only answer I have to Eric's question is what causes romantic feelings towards some and not towards others. Is, I mean, I, I probably would be, I don't want to say a fool to answer it, but I'm giving it the best of what I know to this date, that that is one of those gifts, one of those variables in life that start before you get here. And when you meet those people, you have recognition. That recognition is so powerful because it comes in on all fronts. It gets you physically, mentally, socially. That person becomes a part of you. And true, true romantic feelings, they don't need anything back. You love that person for who they are. Not like, oh, but if I just hear this. It's stuff that you probably would never have done and they may have done or participated in. And you may say, oh, wow, I would have never done that. I always thought that wasn't right for me. However, that's what makes you you. Maybe different preferences different types of activities, different ways of life that you now accommodate and you stretch and you grow and you say, wow, you know, a person who does this and I always thought people who did that were weird, but this person did it. And because of them, I can now understand why. You have objective conversations at least in the beginning, because if the person starts letting their issues come in to control or they're suspicious of you or they throw guilt trips at you or they give you like this very narrow road to walk down when they're walking down a much more wider road, it's always the one telling the other one what they can't do that's doing the stuff, which is why they tell you you can't do it, whatever that is. It's an interesting paradigm, but that's only when You are dealing with somebody who has other issues, whether it's narcissism or they had a very, very difficult past that brought about certain kinds of behavior. But the interesting part to me is that you don't see that in the beginning. They're very open. They'll do things they never did, and they don't know why. They'll try something. Like if the person said, hey, I've bungee jumped before and I want to do that with you. And you're like, I I have no (laughs) desire to jump from a bridge with a rope attached around me. But you may try it. You may try it. If you don't like flavored coffees and you always take your coffee black and they say, oh, you have to try this latte. And they go on and on and you're like, okay. But then later you'll say, you know, I still kind of like it black better and you end up doing what you like 
Or you may like it and adapt it and go on forever. But you're objective. You listen because you're so intent on learning this person. You will support them without knowing even what you're supporting yet in the beginning. And you allow that person freedom. You don't need to know where they are all day. Yet. And then they come back to you. Even when you didn't know where they went and what they did and how they did it. But then when romantic feelings start to grow and you start to learn from that person and you start experiencing things with them, those romantic feelings, that attraction, you know, Christ always says, pure attraction changes all the circumstances around it, starts getting validated through experiences that the two of you have. And as the experiences build up and they're positive experiences where at the end of the day, you're like, wow, you know, I'm really glad I met this person. I would have never tried that. I would have never had this conversation. I would have never known what it felt like to be accepted. Wow, this is, this is interesting. This is new. This is different. People don't have to promise you the world in the beginning. All that people just don't see is that we stay when the experiences we have give us some sense of promise and hope of being able to act on the romantic feelings we have. They don't come by every day, so when they do, we definitely will explore it. And then you start going through the rigmarole, you know, of the experiences. Well, how did they react? What happened? How did they feel when they didn't, you know, see the most positive light of myself? Or when I got scared or when I got upset? How did they see me react? How did they respond to me? How did I respond to them responding to me? Without words, that's all put on the table. But romantic feelings help us continue. Those feelings will eventually turn into love. Because the love comes when you have had many of those experiences and they take you towards each other instead of away from each other. We can talk all day about the things that can pull people apart. But we, we can also talk all day about what brings us together. However, when we talk about what brings us together without the romantic feelings, that person is a friend. And you may not be motivated at some point in your life to make new friends. Your life is kind of set. As we get older, we make less and less new everyday friends. But the romantic hopes and dreams, I don't think ever go away. I just called somebody on Monday to wish them a happy birthday. And 
he turned 75 years old. So when he didn't answer me, I hadn't seen him in about a year, maybe a little longer even. And he didn't answer me. I thought, oh, my gosh, what if he's not here anymore? Oh, my gosh. And so I called him. I left him a message. I looked online to see if he was active. He wasn't. I thought, oh, my God, what if he's gone? That was my first thought. You know what I found out? So he called me last thing probably before I fell asleep that night. And he said, Nadia, I just met someone three months ago. I'm like, what? He said, yeah, some friends introduced us to each other. And oh, my gosh. And I thought, oh, my gosh. How did you know? He said, I don't know. We come here with that recognition. People who are part of steering us, steering our lives, steering our minds, we will recognize them. And for some of us, sometimes it may not be anyone. It may be our family. It may be whoever around us grows up. But that hope, that dream, that feeling, the vision, the reality, the truth, all of it rolled into one is always in us ready and waiting just in case. I did my best to answer that question, Eric. I hope it did. You guys have a great day. I will see you tomorrow on Relationship Wednesday. I could talk about this all day, and yet time goes by. But thank you for listening to today's show. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.